Hey, welcome to the program of Round Guy Radio. Uh, this is Dave Johnson, your host, and uh, uh, we put together what we could of a uh, broadcast of the Linville Sully Kyoto game. We have a pregame interview with the coach of Linville Sully, and then a just a every half inning update of the game as it goes on. And then uh, Derek McCombs is going to give you some uh, in uh, the information about the statistics and the wrap up of the game. Uh, we're uh, asking you if you want to help, uh, help us support more of the Coyote Eagles games. If you want to become an advertiser or a supporter for us next time we're at the game, give us a chance to enjoy this look at the Linville Sully Kyoto baseball game. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We're here in Kyoto, Iowa, as the Kyoto Eagles are going to play the Linville Sully Hawks, basically for first place in the division. Uh, we have, uh, can you say your name? Stacy Elbert. Stacy Elbert, you're the wife of the coach. I am. So you, uh, we wanted to find out a little bit about the team and who's pitching, and uh, if you could give us a little, some, some eyes on how the team's gone, uh, season's gone this season. Sure. Awesome. Started off really strong. One loss in the season to Eddieville early on, um, but otherwise we've had a, a nice win streak happening right now. Um, a big win against Sigourney on Wednesday, um, bringing us here to, to Kyoto here on Friday, and, and uh, hopefully a good game here today. Pitching will be Lucas Zeke. Lucas is a sophomore. Um, done really well for us this year. Did really well for us last year too. He's young, but has a has a veteran presence on the mound. So we're excited to see him take on. So are you in the middle of a, a, a busy week with lots of games? Yeah, we played on Monday, Sigourney on, on Wednesday, Kyoto here on Friday, and then tomorrow we've got a doubleheader against West Marshall and GCM. So you're, you're pitching a structural thin, so this is a sophomore. Would he be uh, a second or a third starter, or where would he be as a number one starter. Oh, he's your number one yeah. starter. So uh, what, what kind of a pitcher is he? He's just very consistent. He's got uh, nice speed. He's got good movement. He's nice and athletic on the mound. So just a very nice universal pitcher. Well, uh, tell me about your catcher. What kind of catcher does he have? Porter is also a sophomore. Uh, he's a lefty behind the plate, so that's a little bit different. But Porter is very, very athletic. He does a nice job behind the plate. He does a good job framing. He does a very good job blocking. Very quick out of the box. So you'll, you'll see he's a, he's a strong presence behind the plate. Does he have a strong arm? Yeah, yeah. That's very, very good. Okay. Well, I always like to ask about a team's outfield defense. I like to cover the defense before we cover the offense. And I like to start in the outfield. Because uh, from what I've seen in a lot of high school games, the outfield defense seems to make the difference. So tell me about your outfield. Outfield is fast. I mean, it's led with, with Caleb Ray out in center field. Uh, he's a junior. Um, Caleb has great ball reads, very, very good speed. Bryce Richards out in left field, very, very good ball reads, very good speed. Uh, and Nor- Owen Norris out in right field um, is a really solid player out there, too. So strong outfield. So, who has the best arm out there? So uh, let's let's go to the corner infielders, the third baseman and the first baseman. Uh, who do we have playing in those positions? Corner, uh, third base tonight is Carson Masson. So we've been rotating Carson Masson and uh, Davis Utech, but uh, Carson gets a start tonight. He's been doing a really nice job at third base, and so is Davis when he plays there. Um, and then at first base is Reese Dunsbergen, and he's anchored first base for us this year and last year, too. He does a nice job. He's got long arm reach and just nice glove. Well, let's talk about your double play combination, the shortstop and second baseman. Who do we have there, and what kind of athletic ability do we have? Connor Mastern at shortstop and Braden Elberts at second base. And Connor's a junior, Braden's a, a senior. They've worked together for a long time, and you'll find Connor's incredibly athletic and just nice leadership skills. And 
and Brace is just uh, super consistent out there. Just plays a nice, nice, nice second base, nice glove. They work together very well. Well, that, that's good. Now let's talk about the hitting. Uh, let's break it down to you know I want I want to find out who's the who's the good contact hitters, the guys that don't strike out. Then we'll talk about the RBI guys, and I also want to know if you have anybody that can bunt on. Yeah. Well, hitting coaching is my job with the with the team, so so hopefully you'll find that they do a solid job nine one through nine. Um, but we've got a lot of nice contact hitters. I mean, specifically Quarter leads us off, and uh, he's he's a very tough tough batter all all the way through. Um, actually, most of our kids are very good contact swingers, so we should see that tonight. Um, and well, then there's the, a couple the big RBI there. guys on there. Well, the middle of our lineup has has good RBI potential. So three, four, and five batters. So that's Keith Connor, that's Bryce Richards, that's uh, Caleb Ray, three, four, five, and then Owen Norris is six. And he's got a high RBI number too. So do you have any any power hitters that hit home runs or, or extra base hits for you consistently? Uh, we've had four kids hit home runs so far this year. So that's Owen Norris, the right draft. fielder, is. Um, hit one out, our catcher quarter, down harder is hit one out. Bryce Richards, the left fielder, is hit one out. And I believe Connor Maston, the shortstop, is hit one out. So those those four of all, all have power potential. Well, what kind of coach does this team have? <laughs> I'm probably biased on that one, but this is Scott's fifth year uh, as head coach. And I, I think you'll find that, that defense is taught as a, as a priority or strong defensively. Um, pitching mom, you know, our focus is defense first, and then um, and then doing enough offensively to keep ourselves in the game. So, so I think that's the tendency that you'll find in this team. Well, tell me a little about uh, about Kyoto itself, and uh, what, what's it like to play at this ballpark, and uh, what what kind of matchup are you expecting tonight out of them? Well, our games between us and Kyoto for the last several years have just been incredibly competitive. I think Clarahan does a nice job on the mound. I think his stats have shown this year. He's He's demonstrating a dominant presence on the mound. So it's fun to come here tonight and uh, hopefully face their best. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll see a good ball game and, and uh, hopefully we come out on top. Well, Round Guy Radio is expected a, a, to a clash of the Titans, so you speak, you know. This this game is very important for who's going to win this division. Isn't it? Correct. It's very important right now and going into district pairings tomorrow. Everybody wants a strong game tonight going into district pairings tomorrow. So. Well, tell, tell our listeners where Linville Sully is. Uh, Linville Sully is kind of right in the middle of Newton, Grinnell, and, and Pella. If you drew a triangle and it took all, all three of those, Sully would be straight in the middle. Uh, well, thanks for being on the show. And... Uh, we appreciate we appreciate uh, the information. Thanks a lot. No Welcome back to Kyoto, Iowa. As Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents uh, high school baseball in Southeast Iowa. We've just finished the first inning, and it started out with a fantastic uh, with Colton Clarahan uh, starting pitching against Linville Sully. The first inning, the uh, game started out on the first pitch with a spectacular play by the right fielder. Uh, Followed by a walk, uh, and a ground ball back to the to the pitcher. The runner advanced to second base, and followed by a pop up out to second base. And uh, that is the coverage of the top of the first inning. We're just getting ready to start the bottom of the first inning. Thank you very much. Well, as the bottom of the first inning is, is over, uh, Lucas Seek, Seek uh, Linville Sully had a very good inning. He was a little wild at the beginning and uh, displayed an excellent curveball that seemed to get him out of uh, a little trouble. Uh, Colton Clarahan led off with an infield single. It was a walk followed by that. Uh, 
there was a sacrifice fly that moved Colton to third base, but then a, the runner on first base was picked off, uh, followed by a strikeout. So it's 0-0 zero, zero, uh, after one. Welcome back to Kyoto, Iowa. At Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa presents the second inning of the Kyoto Linville Sully matchup. Uh, in the top half of the inning, uh, Colton Claren came on to pitch. Uh, he walked the first batter. There was a stolen base. He struck out the next batter, but uh, for some pass balls, uh, the, the, the runner was able to score from third on a pass ball. Uh, he's, he, after he struck out the batter, then he walked the batter, then there was a, he was stealing second, and there was an overthrow. He came all the way around to score again. Uh, it was a nice unassisted uh, play by the first baseman, and then a strikeout for the third out. So. So it's Linville Soy 2, Sigurdy nothing, Toyota nothing. Well, we just wrapped up the bottom of the second inning, and Sigourney got a couple runs back there. Uh, they started out with a couple singles, uh, put runners at second and third. There was a walk, followed by a uh, walk with the bases loaded for an RBI. Then uh, uh, Lucas Sykes got his, got his uh, curveball working. It started really breaking and uh, really Really giving him a tough time. He got a strikeout. Colton Clarahan came up, uh, drove a nice, uh, nice fly ball out to right field that scored the uh, for a sack fly, scored the runner from uh, third base. But uh, the next batter came up and uh, struck out on three really big breaking balls from uh, Lucas Sykes. So into two, two to two tie. Well, after a quick start, uh, two strikeouts by Colton Clarahan. Uh, a ground ball uh, that ate up the third baseman, uh, wasn't able to field it cleanly, put a runner on base. Uh, he was able to steal second, uh, followed by a double that drove him in, uh, then a couple walks, uh, and he was able to finally get out of it with a strikeout. But uh, the score after after three and a half is, uh, after four and a half is uh, Linville Sully 2, Toyota. Burlinsville Sully 4, Kyoto 2. Well, Kyoto come back with two runs in the bottom of the fourth inning to tie the game at 4-4 four four, uh, on a, a couple leadoff walks followed by uh, followed by uh, Adrian Guar getting the RBI and uh, there was an error at second base that let in a run later and then uh, uh, a sharply hit ball to first base that the first baseman leaped, caught, and then was able to step on first for a double play. But uh, it's four to four as we go to the top of the fifth inning. We just finished the top of the fourth inning as Comstat uh, Chiropractic of Hedrick, Iowa presents the fourth inning. Uh, it was a, a bountiful inning for North Liberty as they led off with a, a single followed by a hits batsman, a double that drove in a run, a walk. Uh, a ground ball uh, to the third baseman was uh, expertly played by the third baseman. He got the out at third base and tried for the for the play at home, but they didn't make it. Uh, it was followed by a sacrifice fly to right field, which is a, a very nice catch from the right fielder. Uh, that played it a run, and then uh, again the third baseman made up for the hour in the inning prior with another excellent play at third base to finish off the inning. And uh, so the score is uh, 7-4 Linville Sully with with Sigourney coming to bat here in the bottom of the fourth. With Kyoto coming to bat in the bottom of the fourth. Completed the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, the uh, 
Kyoto got a run back, so it's seven to five. Uh, Linville Sully brought in a new pitcher, Carson Madsen. Uh, he got a strikeout and a pop out quick. Uh, there was a walk and uh, a couple stolen bases. Uh, second and third got stolen. Uh, there was a, uh, a double, drove in the run, and then uh, another stolen base, uh, moving over to third, but a strikeout ended the inning. But it's uh, seven to five, uh, Linville Sully over, over Kyoto here as we start the top of the fifth. In the uh, fifth inning at Beyond Beautiful Benches at Richland, Iowa presents the fifth inning of this game. And uh, Colton Clarehan had his best inning. He uh, got a nice easy ground out to the second baseman and then uh, followed by a couple strikeouts. So he made short work of Linville Sully. They're coming up to bat. It's seven to five, Linville Sully, as uh, Kyoto comes to the bottom of the fifth. Wells. Kyoto rallied for three runs in the bottom of the fifth inning as they take the lead, eight to seven. Uh, it was a ground ball to the third baseman. It was a very nice play. And then uh, a pop out to the second baseman, but followed by a walk, a, a base hit, a base hit, a, an error at third base, uh, some RBIs. Uh, three runs came in, and then Brandon Albert came in uh, to pitch. And uh, he was able to get a ground ball to the shortstop unassisted. So we're moving into the sixth inning. And the score is eight for Kyoto and seven for Linville Sully. So it's the sixth inning as uh, Christina's beat goes on. Christina's journey, the beat goes on. Uh, author John Bain sponsors the sixth inning. And uh, the top of the sixth inning was uh, saw Linville Sully come back. Uh, uh, as uh, as Colton Clarehan uh, struck out a batter and then the batter reached on an, on an error back to the pitcher. Uh, then he ran out of pitches and they brought in his little brother Caden to pitch who got a, a sacrifice fly that was an RBI and then a strikeout. So the score is 8-8 eight to eight at the top of the sixth inning as uh, Kyoto is now coming up to bat. All right, it's the bottom of the sixth. It's as author John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, presents uh, the sixth inning with his book, Christine's Journey, The Beat Goes On, a story of family and faith and how it can lead the family together through a crisis. Now, uh, the bottom of the sixth was a 1-2-3 inning as Brandon Albert was on top of things. He got a strikeout, then a line drive to the shortstop that was caught, and then another strikeout. But uh, before we move on out of this inning, I've got a couple of young men from, are you guys from Kyoto? Yes. What's your name? Nolan. Say it one at a time. Nolan. Nolan. Noah. Nolan and Nolan. Noah and Nolan. All right. So what grade are you guys in? Sixth. Well, I'm in fifth. You're in fifth. Okay. Now you guys play baseball? Yes. What position do you play? Pitch. You Uh, pitch? Well, I play catcher, pitcher, and first baseman. It's pretty versatile. Now... Who are you here to see? You got brothers or something yeah, on the yeah, team? Yeah, we have brothers. Number ten, number ten on first base. What's his name? Aiden Anderson. Aiden Anderson. Yeah. Oh, you you guys are brothers too. Yeah. Yeah. So baseball kind of runs hard in the family. Huh? Yeah. Well, what do you think of the game? It's tied at seven to seven, eight, eight, the top of the seven. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Really good. I think we're gonna win. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, guys up the top of the seventh inning as the Iowa Heartlanders uh, 
Iowa's uh, only double uh, A hockey team, Coralville, Iowa, presents the seventh inning. The Glenville Sully Kyoto uh, baseball game. Caden uh, Clarahan, Colton's brother, came out and he had a really uh, excellent inning. He got a strikeout, a walk, wound up leaving that runner on second base after a stolen base. He followed up with a strikeout and a pop out to the third baseman. So we're going to the bottom of the seventh inning. Any run wins this game. The score is 8 for Linville Sully and 8 for the Kyoto Eagles. Well, the bottom of the seventh wrapped up and it looks like we're getting some free baseball tonight. Kyoto uh, uh, very definitely could have scored. They had a runner uh, that was walked and then a, a double clear to the wall. And the runner was held up at third when he clearly could have scored and then uh, they tried to bunt and uh, missed the bunt. And the runner was caught in a run down at third base and tagged out and then followed by a strikeout. So the game isn't over. We're going into the eighth inning. Thank you for listening. The top of the eighth inning has just ended. Uh, Linville Soy did scratch in a, in a run on a stolen base to home. Uh, there was a strikeout, a single, a strikeout, it hits batsman, a single, uh, and then... Uh, a stolen base of home and then a strikeout. So the score is now nine to eight, and Kyoto uh, is coming up to bat in the bottom of the eighth inning. Well, after one, two, three uh, outs, everybody hit the ball very well. A line drive to the third baseman, a, a sharp hit ground ball to the shortstop that was thrown out, and a hard hit line drive out to left field that was caught. The game is over, and Linville Soli wins nine to eight. As the teams come together to shake hands, a very hard-fought game uh, really came down to base running. Linville Sully ran the bases like wild demons and wild abandon. They scored uh, multiple runs on aggressive base throwing. Kyoto, uh, uh, although they did steal a couple bases, they were very stationary, left a lot of runners on base, and completely left a runner on base at, at third base that should have scored uh, and they didn't send him, so they wind up the losers, and Linville Soli lines up the winners. Base running was the difference here, but it was a great game, and uh, thanks for listening. Well, we're with Coach Dakota Combs. Uh, after what was just have to be described as a classic battle, a real barn burner, uh, a, a, a game that will go down in the annals of the uh, Linville Soli Kyoto battles. Uh, well, uh, I know you didn't come out on the end of it, but your team really, really played well. It was really impressive, wasn't it? Oh yeah, they, I mean they played excellent. I mean our uh, our pitchers pitched well. We, we played pretty solid offensively. We had a few mistakes we could have cleaned up on defense, but I mean we we played we played pretty good. So I, I was happy with how our kids played played the game there. Well, defensively, uh, the game just started off with a bang when your right fielder went way in the gap or when the right on the up to the foul line and, and on the first pitch got, you know, got the first guy out on a, what could only be described as a spectacular play. Uh, yep. Your third baseman, he, he missed one earlier, uh, but he made up for it with a couple spectacular, you know, really great plays. Uh, some of the best third base plays we've seen all year, you know, that hot corner has been hot and it's been uh, uh, every team has had some challenges over there, but uh yeah, he, he made some really good plays. It was just such good plays in left field, good plays in center, shortstop. I mean, the second baseman's uh, both teams really played well. Uh, 
could you give us some statistics from the game? I, I didn't have a lineup or anything, but uh, could you go over some of the, the pitching and hitting statistics? All right. Well, uh, we had seven – we had six guys get hits. Um, we had uh, Aiden Anderson, who's our first baseman. He got uh, two singles and drove in an RBI, and he also got walked. Um, I'll tell you, the big one was we got on base a lot, really. I mean, other than that, we had uh, Colton Clarahan had a double. Caden Clarahan had a double. Um, Chase Heron had a single. Evan Vitito had a single. And Tanner Waterhouse had a single. And um, our big RBI leaders, Chase had two RBIs, and Caden uh, Clarahan had two RBIs. So they really did, I mean, a good job of – I mean, you look at the walks, we ended up walking nine times, which, you know, brings our on-base percentage up to 425, which is, you know, you get on base, you know, 42% of the time, it's been good things are going to happen. So, Well, you definitely had runners on base all night long, and your your team offense is just, it's clearly coming up. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, uh, you know, from struggling to make contact to making some contact to making some pretty good contact to the base hits and stuff finally coming. Uh, so uh, who was the winning pitcher or losing? Who were the winning and losing pitchers of the game? Um, so the losing pitcher would have been Caden Clarahan, who was our second. He came, he came into, uh, he came into the game and, uh, Closed it was going to close it out, and then they had scored that run to go ahead. So he got the the loss. Um, and their winning pitcher was Carson Maston. Yeah, who was in the game second, and then they put uh, they put uh, Braden Albertson, who's their second baseman, and then they came back to that Maston. So they, he he pitched fifty seven pitches, but he probably pitched twenty five pitches once, and then you know. 20, you know, whatever, later on, so. Well, yeah, uh, they were effective with their pitching changes. You know, they'd get in a lot of trouble, bases loaded, and then they would make a pitching change, and it would just seem to, to get that second out or third out that they needed uh, and, uh, you know, leave leave some guys on base. Uh, they, their pitching was pretty good, but uh, your starter, Cole Clarahan, he went the whole uh, 110 pitches that he could go, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, how how did he come out? He had a lot of strikeouts and uh, some walks. Um, he had nine strikeouts, and he had uh, five walks. He hit two kids. Um, I think I think the big one for him right now is just getting that confidence in our defense because our defense hasn't been all that great. He only gave up three hits on the night, so I think I think that's the big one is uh just the confidence that he has to have and our defense behind him. Cause I know early on there wasn't a lot of defense behind him because we had a lot of, I mean, young kids who hadn't played varsity before and, you know, with other stuff going on. So, I mean, he didn't have a lot of faith. And so he's he kind of trying to build that back that he's got faith that, you know, if they put it in play, we're going to be all right. He kind of, he gets well, to the point he overthrows a little bit. So I think that's big well, one for us right now. Well, your players are stepping up and should be showing him that they can make the plays. Uh, but I, I have to agree with you. He did look like a guy that uh, didn't have much faith in his, his defense and was, you know, trying to maybe even do too much by himself. But yeah. he did, you know, uh, he did. 
keep the score. You know, he did limit the damage, and he left a lot of runners on base. And uh, I thought he pitched pretty great. Oh yeah, I mean, he he pitched excellent. But you know, then he pitches really, really well. And I, I think it's just a. I mean, he, he's going to be a great player here, and for you know, college and everything else, he's going to end up going to do. So he's going to be he's going to be really good here in the future too. So well, who did who did uh, Lenville Sully start? Um, Seek. I'm not sure what his first was name Seek? is. Here. His, um, his last name was Seek, I think. He, it, Lucas Seek. Yeah, yeah, Lucas Seek. Yeah, he he was a pretty good pitcher too. You yeah, know? and uh, I have to say their team played very well. Uh, they were they were good on the bases. They were good. Uh, they they fielded pretty well. They they didn't seem to chase a lot of pitches out of the strike zone. They they were disciplined. Uh, it was, uh, I guess it's the kind of game you, you kind of dream about coming to see, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. Yeah, we've had we've had two or three just really, really good games here in the last, you know, week, week and a half. I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been a really good baseball. We've played a lot of close ones, and this one was, was one of the closer ones we played, you know, going into extra innings. I mean, it's, 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 it was a fun game, so. Well, what are some takeaways your team could take from that game? Um, I think, I think the big one is, and I, I always, I mean, the big one for our kids is just the energy they brought. I mean, the energy they brought, they kept them in it. I mean, we got down two runs early on and then we scored two and then we got down two runs again and we scored two. I mean, just the, the fight that we had to come back, we were down three at one point in time and then chipped away and then got up one. So, I mean, just the, the fight that our kids have, and I think that they, I think I think that's just the big one is just I mean the kids and having the confidence that they have and I know after after the game I pulled them all out and you know, talked to them and told them I said you know I tried that suicide squeeze there in the seventh inning and it didn't work out and I think I, I I mean I take all credit for that you know it's one of those things that you go you know it, it, it you know either you look like a genius as a coach or you you know you look like an idiot and I you know just kind of how it is but uh no, our, our kids, our kids have kind of got that baseball intelligence to know that you know sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. And they they know that, and I think that's the big thing is that they all have confidence and they have confidence in me, they have confidence in you know our other coach, they have confidence in each other, and I think that's that's the big one is just the the confidence gained in each other because I know the first thing that one of our kids said was. Well, we know we can beat him. He said, we'll, we'll beat them seven out of ten times. Because, unfortunately, we don't get ten times. But he said, we'll, we'll beat them seven out of ten times. So we know we can beat them. It's just the fact that, you know, things didn't go our way today. So Well, they're undefeated in the conference, but they got a one-win against run win against Sigurdy and a, a one-win extra inning against you. And I don't think if you guys played each other again that uh, they wouldn't take a loss in, in one of those, you know, next oh, two. Yeah. But uh, – uh, it's it was a, a great game, and uh, we sure enjoyed covering it. Uh, we're doing what we can, you know. I, I just did a little update in between the innings to kind of keep uh, keep things going. And uh, I, uh, who, what's your first baseman's name? Uh, Aiden Anderson. Yeah, Aiden Anderson. He had a couple of big uh, fans come up to me. A yep. f- fifth grader and a sixth grader claimed to be his brothers. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for for being with us, and uh, we sure appreciate you being on the program. And uh, it's a pleasure to always cover Cody Eagles baseball.
Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for having us. I really appreciate you showing up to games and covering us. All right.